the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. God is calling the church, saying, Stand up on your feet! For I am about to display my power through you again. God is calling us to a place of dwelling, a position of deep perception, motivated by revelation from on high. Who am I talking to? I'm talking to the church. That would be you. Non-believers don't listen to my voice. The word God sends me is for the church, and you are the church. It's your season. A season is a window of opportunity to receive what is being done or to sow, to harvest, to plant. It's an appointed season right now. God is calling you to a place of dwelling, a position of perception. How do you know that what I'm saying is true? The Apostle Paul said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. This ministry, Prayers Heard in Heaven, is a ministry of intercession. And it's moving in the power and the victory of Almighty God, miracle after miracle, week after week. So I come not to you with enticing words, but with the demonstration of the Spirit and the power of Almighty God. And so therefore, I am not attempting to bring you, as the apostle said, just words. The ministry has demonstrations from on high through answered prayer. God is raising up the ones that are called by his voice to intercede for their family, for the nation, and for the inhabitants of the cities of nations. Right now, God is kindling the fire in your heart for him. He's calling you like he called Ezekiel. God gives Ezekiel very specific instructions to position him for victory. And the title of our day's message, Take Your Position of Victory. Ezekiel 2 and 1. And he said to me, Son of man, stand up on your feet, and I will speak to you. As he spoke, the Spirit came into me and raised me to my feet, and I heard him speaking. He said, Son of man, I am sending you to the Israelites, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. 
they and their ancestors have been in revolt against me until this very day. And the people to whom I am sending you are obstinate and stubborn. Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. And whether they listen or fail to listen, for they are a rebellious house, they will know that a prophet has been among them. And you, son of man, don't be afraid of them or their words. Don't be afraid of what they say or be terrified by them. Though they are a rebellious house, you must speak my words to them whether they listen or fail to listen, for they are rebellious. But son of man, listen to what I say to you. Do not rebel like that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. Then I looked and saw a hand stretched out. God gave Ezekiel a scroll and told him to eat it. In Ezekiel 2, God tells Ezekiel how to align himself with him to take the position of victory. And these instructions are the same for us today. He told Ezekiel, he said, stand. And for us right now, that means be attentive, listen, and don't be like those people that are rebellious against God. Ezekiel was not to have that stubborn attitude of the people. God was telling Ezekiel, be obedient, live pleasing in my sight. That's how we take a position of victory. God's message caused Ezekiel to be strong within. At one point, God told Ezekiel, eat the scroll that he gave him. God's word within him changed him. As he began to see sin from God's own perspective, God always reveals his plans before he acts. It signifies it is he, the Almighty, who has done as he has spoken and has performed his word with demonstrations of what has been spoken. The church is approaching its greatest hour, and I pray now that your heart is burning within. In every city and every nation, God is touching the called-out ones, saying, align yourself for victory over life's circumstances. Align yourself with my holy word. Give reverence and glory and honor to me. And through manifestations, I will exhibit my power through you. Now, if that's not exciting, I don't know what is. He's talking to the ones who are called by his name. That would be you. So prepare and align your life for God's very best is about to be displayed through you. How do you know that what I am saying is true? The ministry of intercession is moving. The Apostle Paul said, therefore, I'm not attempting to bring you, as the Apostle said, with enticing words again, but with the power of God. God's raising up those that are called by his name to intercede and the ones that will intercede. Now, God is going to reveal himself. God always reveals his plans before he acts. The church is approaching its greatest hour. He wants you to align yourself to receive the victory. And Isaiah 45, two to four, Take your position of victory. What a timely message God has given to empower us. God isn't trying to hold back his goodness from any of us. That's not his desire. Isaiah 45, 2 and 4. I will go before you and make the rough places smooth. I will shatter the doors of bronze and cut through the iron bars. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden wealth of secret places so that you may know that it is I, the Lord, the God of Israel, who calls you by your name. For the sake of Jacob, my servant, and Israel, my chosen one, I have also called you 
by your name. God wants to give you the best that he has. The word of the Lord says, the Lord will open the heavens, his abundant storehouse, to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the work of your hands. God wants to bless the very work of your hands. Deuteronomy 28 and 12. This is a season of holiness, the season where our focus is on Christ. God wants to show you something. I love the Christmas season. Whenever I see the lights, I get so excited. Every year at this time, I think about the fact that the Bible says that God is the father of lights. He is the father of the lights of heaven. It just reminds me of God when I look at the lights. The word of the Lord says that Jesus is the light of the world. It just thrills my heart about the lights. Bless his holy name. I'm going to go forth with the word of God today because God wants to establish today another dimension to your relationship with him. He continues to unveil before our eyes the mysteries of Christ. This has been a week of praise and miracles in this ministry. Now, I want to share with you today about relationship and how to take this position of victory that I'm talking about. I was taught that relationship with God is everything and to make this relationship a priority. Now, I was very young when this knowledge was placed before me, and I had many burdens as a young person. I was 23 years old with a successful business, a husband and a child. And my husband had a degree in business administration, and and that was helpful. But he ran an additional business, and he had a regular job. So he wasn't there day-to-day to assist me with hour-to-hour decisions. Now, only being 23 years old and a young business owner, most of my employees were older than I. And they would run rings around me because I couldn't always see them coming with some of the things that they would do. My mentor a great woman in the church, a God-fearing individual. She was about 25 years older than myself and full of spiritual knowledge. Her knowledge was priceless, and so was her wisdom. Now, my mentor made it very clear that my relationship with God was first. And for me to succeed, that I must focus on that relationship. She emphasized the key, and that is pleasing God at all times. Psalms 119, blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to keep diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. My mentor would say, Valerie, if you want God's favor upon your life, then you better be pleasing in his sight. You better make sure as the things that you do are lined up right, that your life is lined up right with God, and you better not be doing anything wrong. If you want God's blessings upon you, you better live right. And and I mean, I'm young. I'm, I'm in my 20s. But this made an impression upon me, that my life must be lined up with the Word of God. She was very strict in that way, live in harmony with the Spirit of God. I did not understand that she was positioning me for success. So by the time I was 27 years old, I got a hold of it. At that point, I'm very successful in the natural realm. Everything's great and everything's doing well, but I had my woes. I had my headaches. Uh, People around me just couldn't see them. I learned how to win battles. I learned how to succeed and take the victory. I learned by watching the results of my mentor's prayer life. I learned by listening and applying what was being taught from the Word of God. So I remember my 20s. I was highly impressed with prayer. 
I could see that my mentor could move mountains through their prayer life. And so I knew that she knew something that I did not know. She understood relationship. She understood living my life, having my heart in line with the Spirit of God would bring me into a place where one is positioned to take the victories in life. Let's go to the Word of God. Moses, in Exodus chapter 23, the Lord said to Moses, Lead these people that you brought from Egypt and take them to the land that I promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For I said, I will give this land to your descendants, and I will send an angel before you. And he will drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Jebusites. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. I will not travel among you. Why? Why wouldn't God travel with them? For you are a stubborn, unruly people, and I will be tempted to destroy you all. That's what God told to Moses. Not Moses, but about the people. Oh my goodness, what is God saying? Let's step back for a moment. Remembering if we want something from God, we must be pleasing in his sight. We better be doing what is right if we really want God to be with us and to move on our behalf. We better be doing what's right. Very simply, if we want to get something from God. Remember, Moses had been up on the mountain talking with God, and the people made a golden calf to worship, and all kinds of sin was going on while Moses was with God. So God said, I will not go with them. God tells Moses, I will destroy every one of them if I go with you. I will kill them all. I'll send an angel with you, Moses, God tells him. I am not going with you because if I do, I am going to wipe all of them out. I'm in Exodus 33. When the people heard the stern word from God, the Bible says the people began to mourn. That woke them up. The Lord told Moses to tell them, you are unruly and you're stubborn people. And if I were among you, even for a moment, I would destroy you. I'm paraphrasing, if you will. God spoke with power. He told them, remove your jewelry and your ornaments until I decide what I will do with you. (laughs) We're talking about taking our position a victory. The word of the Lord says that Moses would go up to the mountain to meet with God, had a meeting place. It talks about the tent of meeting that where Moses also would meet with God outside the camp. And all who wanted to talk with the Lord went out there. And each time the people saw Moses going to the tabernacle, they would rise and stand at the doorway of their tents. And all the people would worship from their tent doors. And the pillar of cloud would come down and hover over the door. While the Lord spoke with Moses inside the tent, the Lord spoke with Moses face to face. He spoke with Moses as a man speaks to his friend. Moses talked there with God. He said to him, You've been telling me to take these people to the promised land, but you have not told me whom you will send with me. You said you're my friend and that I found favor in your sight before you. Please, if this is really true, then guide me clearly along the way that you want me to travel. We're going back just a bit now. Do this so I will understand you and know what pleases you. Don't forget that this nation is your people. Moses is pleading his case before God. He's interceding for the people. He knows that they're unruly. He knows that they're stubborn. But he says, don't forget that these are still your people. You know me, and I found favor in your sight. So God is pleased with Moses and the way he lives. God is pleased with Moses' attitude 
And God said, you found favor in my sight. So Moses said, if you aren't going to go with us, then don't let us move a step from this place. If you don't go with us, how will people ever know that we're your people and that we found favor with you? What about your fame? Where's your glory going to come from? Who will know that we are different from any other people upon the face of the earth? And the Lord replies to Moses, I will do what you have asked, for you have certainly found favor with me, and you are my friend. Moses asks to see God's glory. Bless his holy name. When we want something from God, we must be living pleasing in his sight. A title of today's message is, Take Your Position of Victory. We have to be in a position to succeed, prepared for victory, not on our own. Victory through Christ Jesus. Many people around all of us, their prayers are dead. Their prayers do absolutely nothing. Let's just say it like it is. They're dead because they're righteous in their own sight. They're, they're righteous by their own ability. And they pray counting on their own prayer. They pray counting on themselves. They count on the arm of flesh. Nothing they receive from the Spirit except by the Spirit of God. When one comes into a deep relationship, with Christ, there we are united and a true oneness and awareness of God and awareness of this relationship with him from day to day, from moment to moment, our relationship with God, when we're waiting before him in prayer, then we will be able to stand. We will absolutely take the victory. Jesus prepared for his victory in prayer not when he came before the tomb of Lazarus after Lazarus was dead and said, Lazarus, come forth. He prepared for his victory in prayer. Moses knew God. He knew the depth of God's mercy, and he prayed according to the divine character of God. When God passed by Moses, Moses asked to see God's glory. Exodus 34, 6 and 7 says, When the Lord passed by in front of him, and he proclaimed, The Lord The Lord God, compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness and truth, faithfulness, keeping mercy and love and kindness for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin. Moses interceded for the people based upon the covenant relationship that he had with God. God said, I will do what you've asked me because you found favor, loving kindness in my sight. And I know you personally. I know you personally by name. Moses was positioned for victory. Moses hungered for his relationship with God. He went after God. God revealed more of himself to Moses. The foundation of our prayers and intercession is an intimate relationship. Positioning ourselves for victory as Moses did. How did he do it? Moses was close. He had a close relationship with God. He spent time alone with God. Moses knew God through prayer. They spent 40 days together on the top of Mount Sinai. God gave him instructions, commandments for his people. Moses sought the favor of the Lord, his God, Exodus 32 and 11. Joshua was another great man of success. Moses, protege. Joshua was was successful in all that he did by meditating on God's word day and night, a continuum night and day. 
Let's follow the prophets of old and position ourselves for victory as they did. As a child of God, born of the Spirit, He knows your name. He knows you personally. Because you're born of the Spirit, you receive the Spirit of adoption. Where your spirit cries, Abba, Abba, Daddy, Daddy. One of the greatest keys to prayer is knowing your position. Knowing that you have acquired access to enter into the throne room, enter into the presence of God by God's promises, by the blood of Jesus. We enter into God's presence and commune with him. Knowing your position with Christ and knowing it without doubt. The spirit of God will draw you unto himself. But remember that Moses knew God through prayer. He spent that time alone with him. God gave him instructions. God gave him the commandments for the people. Moses sought the favor of God. Moses was successful by staying in the presence of God. Moses took the victory by his obedience to God, by living according to the voice of God, by living according to the word of God. That's how we take a position of victory, by being pleasing in his sight. The one who lives in rebellion to God's spirit, the one who lives in rebellion to God's word, should not expect to receive the mighty gifts of God, should not expect to receive mighty favor from God. They should not expect to see miraculous miracles following them because the word of the Lord says miracle signs and wonders follow those who believe. To take the position of victory, the golden key is living pleasing in the sight of God, not pleasing in our own sight. The people did what pleased themselves when they built their golden calf and they worshiped it and all kinds of sexual sin was going on. They were pleasing themselves, but they were displeasing God. In order to take a position of victory, that's the golden key. Live pleasing in the sight of God. Keep a close relationship with God. Spend time alone with the Father. Moses, the Bible says, talk face to face with God as one talks face to face with a friend. We want to be called the friend of God. It's in spending time alone. It's in living according to his word of God. You will know his presence. He will call you by name. He will draw you into such a deep, intimate relationship that miracles, signs, and wonders will follow your prayer life. You will intercede for your family. You will intercede for those around you. You will intercede for your nation and the nations of the world. God is calling the church into a place of intimate relationship. There is no intimate relationship with God without an intimate prayer life. There is no power in prayer without a relationship with the Holy Spirit. There will be no power in prayer when we live displeasing in his sight. Not when what we do pleases ourselves, it pleases our flesh, but when we live pleasing in his sight. Paul said, I want to know you. I want to know you. Moses said, I want to know you, that I do not sin against you. 
the church was born a babe. It wasn't born full grown in the full stature of Christ. The church was born a babe. Remember, Paul said, I give you milk because you cannot eat meat. See, So the church grew in their understanding and the mysteries of Christ. In order to grow in the mysteries of Christ and our understanding, we have to have an intimate relationship with God. We have to spend time with the Lord. We have to call upon the great teacher. That's the Holy Spirit. Maybe you say, oh, I don't have anyone to lay hands on me. Call upon the Spirit of God. Oh, many of the prophets said, and the, word, and the Spirit of the Lord visited me. And many times they felt God's hand upon them. Having an intimate relationship with God will take you to a position of victory. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. You are invited to join Valerie and Joan on a live conference call every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time by calling 1-832-895-9654. That's 1-832-895-9654 each Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.